0: cobras and fire i'm your host loose cannon along with the elusive Baco. how are you sir hello is this thing on hello
1: yeah hi this is rob
0: yes rob i'm glad you could join us too on this conference call i just want to let you inform you i'm sorry to let you know this last minute but Baco will not be able to, to join us today for your special episode from being a very valuable uh member of our audience by contributing fifty dollars to our gofundme thank you rob thank you but it's just gonna be you and me today is that okay
1: so he's he's baco's late or no he's, or... Not gonna, he's not
0: gonna be here at all so you're gonna get my full attention and it's just gonna be you and me a special edition cobras and fire
1: oh he's not he's not on the show is he did something is, is he in the hospital uh,
0: no he's just uh you know, oh, recording thank this is the third of, of July. This is the only time we could do this, and he apparently is the only person that is actually working on the third of July. Um, so yeah, so it's just you and me, full attention, fifty dollars worth. Uh, everybody, it's it's Rob Underwood, the world's largest Rory Erickson fan. Welcome to the show. Well,
1: it, well, that I mean, uh, see, I'm, I mean, it's fifty bucks, and that was, you know, the Baco experience was really what I was looking for. Yeah, and it's, you know the loose cannon. It, but yeah. so, you're, you so do I get you're a get... refund or you know what's refund the what? You want twenty five bucks back? What, half? No, no. Uh, Forty would do it, I think. So you're saying um, I'm valued
0: at ten out of the fifty?
1: I'm rounding up. Okay, you yeah. do realize
0: this is my show. I can I could dump you right now. So we just started. We did the contributor thing, but I already have your money, motherfucker. It's you not get your,
1: that. It's not your show. Come on, Buy... Baco's the, yeah, it's it's okay. okay. Tell you what, let's 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 just try this and we'll see how it goes.
0: So today's theme is going to be loose, drunk, and angry, and it's based uh, on the
1: loud, drunk, and angry show. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, today's theme is going to be punk rock.
0: Punk rock reunion bands, yes. Uh, no,
1: I don't. Okay, no. Okay, no, no, just the punk rock. Uh, um, we, play, we
0: play a little here. Bad Religion. We've played some. Uh, I don't know. Very little though. You're right.
1: There's been a little. There, it, it has been. There's, there's been more UFO than there has been on punk rockets.
0: <laughs> I don't think. Did we ever played UFO? I think we just made fun I, of
1: them. I think you have. I think it was the fourteenth episode, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I there was so. way too much UFO. All right. All there's right. been at least one.
0: you like the most or what attracts you to certain punk bands because my whole thing has always been the lack of not not all the time but some bands do it but the lack of a guitar solo or it's just i mean i know i know the whole thing about punk is supposed to be stripped down all that kind of stuff but um and then a lot of times it's like the same exact drum beat (laughs) like bad religion i like Bad religion but it's like almost that you could put a drum track to every bad religion song almost yep the uh stuff like that but so break it down what what attracts you to the genre
1: um, I, you know, usually it's big hooks, uh, but fast, fast moving songs. They're almost all, yeah, the exact same tempo, a four, four beat at least. And, uh, guitars are usually good. Uh, it's, you know, it gets in, it gets out, it's high energy, gets you pumping. And, you know, you go from there. I, you know, I, I kind of disagree with Bad Religion. I mean, they have solos in almost every song. I, that's uh, what I say. That one of the, that's one of the exceptions. You know, Brett Gerwitz is yep. always killing it doing something. So,
0: right. I, I'm saying, like, the, the typical, like, uh, you know, maybe it was I got soured from the 80s punk. I definitely like the, the later, like, 90s and, and, uh, and things like that. Like, I never got into, like, the – give me some bands from the 80s that kind of, like – Oh,
1: God, you know, I don't even know. Uh, I mean, that, that's when you had the stuff, like, I mean, just making it up. I guess you'd have, like, Dead Kennedys and maybe early Misfits. I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really listen to it in the 80s. And I never it, – it's not really a genre that you go backwards real well. Because the production is so that's, shitty. That's what it was. I'm sorry.
0: Thank you for mentioning that. That was what it was. Is the production was so fucking awful on those yeah. uh, early stuff that that's what turned me on. Because I like that big sound and things like that. And they have that now.
1: It, yeah, a lot of them do. And, and a lot of the ones that came up in the in the '90s, uh, production became a much bigger deal. Especially thinking of bands. I like, guess you know, like before, New Found Glory was was pretty well produced after about their second or third album. Um, And then a lot when Warp Tour took off, and then it really, punk became a a money-making genre. Then, then you got the the good um, productions going on, and everything got a lot fuller and bigger. What year was
0: the first? Is that about the same year time as Lollapalooza? When did that kick off?
1: Uh, I think it was after Lollapalooza, but not by much.
0: Um, 94, something like that. Was yeah, I
1: think it was, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it probably was around then. Maybe ninety five. I don't remember exactly when the first one was, but don't come so here don't, for facts, people. Just for don't opinions. come here for facts. Yes. I don't. Yeah, I, obviously, and I, you know, I could, I could bring up the Wikipedia machine, but um, I don't want to. I'll do it later. It's fine. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, and you know the thing with having warp Tour is you'd have like eighty bands on the bill and. They'd be playing on like seven different stages. There was no way to see all of them, and there were all these bands that you never heard of. And it—it it was, you know, there's a lot of really bad punk out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So just it, like it, any it,
0: any genre, but especially that amount of bands, you're like, you know, that the there's only a five to ten percent at tops quality yeah. percentage of those things. Oh yeah, absolutely. But hey, why don't we why don't we go into more about this in a second? Well, why don't you, uh, you know. Part of the this, this show is we want to always kind of sell you in bands that maybe you know, maybe you hear a little more deep tracks and things like that. Won't we? I know you have some concert stories coming up, but I want to kind of jump into a song to start out with. What you got? What do you want to feature?
1: The Menzingers have a new album called After the Party that's pretty kick-ass. Um, and they're kind of on that kind of post-punk edge. And uh, I think we should play Charlie's Army.
0: The, the album you shared with me has party in the title. I don't remember the whole title.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, um, after the party, right? After the party. There you go. Yep. Yeah. After the party. Yeah. They've been around for a while. 2006, I think on uh, Epitaph, um, Brett Gerowitz of bad religion fame oh, discovered them and did not know kinda, that. Did not know. Yeah. That. Yeah. He, and of course, you know, anybody on Epitaph is basically tied to Brett Gerowitz in one way or another. So he's, he's brought a lot of bands to us. And what cheers a, to that.
0: Yeah, what, I mean, I obviously the famous one that he made uh, his mint forever was Offspring. I think that was right in the beginning of his his uh, career as a label owner, if I remember right. It was. Yeah, he just absolutely. like what did that sell like five million? He's like, Pfft, I'm good. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, okay. What other ones besides men singers though? Can you think of any on, on top of your head?
1: I, the only one I can think of offhand was Ruth, Ruth, which was. Uh, um, oh mid 90s punk band that got somewhat big and actually the guys are still around because i saw them on a flyer recently but um i know brett was had them because he co-wrote some other songs and uh he i i can't even imagine i i know there has to be tons that he has worked with uh i know he's done stuff with no effects and with um rancid uh l7 he's he's he gets all oh, he did the l7 too that's yeah cool. no use for a name so we worked with Ooh, them i have lot. to play
0: something by them i haven't played them for at all on this show maybe later i'll get a pick <laughs> who uh, l7 yeah 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 no, that's a good choice them. yeah yep. but you know what why don't we when we do it right now i'm gonna pull an audible how about we what about uh what do you think about shit list Alright everyone, that was L7 off the debut album. Well, the one that made their famous. I think they had one before it called Smell the Magic and the Bricks Are Heavy, which uh, that's the one that people know them from for. But Shitlist! Good good band, and they had they I, I like their album titles because you've got Smell the Magic, Bricks Are Heavy, which I think is alluding to the fact that they are women and and they're very weak. And the other one is Hungry for Stink. Which is an excellent
1: title for an album, wouldn't you say? There's a lot of smelling going on with all seven.
0: <laughs> I know. it's, it's concerning. It's lifting, smelling, and that kind of goes into a conversation we had right before we started the show that I'd like to like to go over with you. Yes.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Now, uh, not punk, but brand new music. So we just want to discuss it because it has to do with funny titles. Stone Sour's new album.
1: Yes. Hydrograd.
0: Hydrograd. So to begin with, do you know what the the origin of that? title is no okay so hydrograd is not a real word it's something that that I guess Corey Taylor saw on a sign somewhere in Europe well about to get onto a train and he thought (laughs) that's the word he saw and he said that's a cool word and he wrote it down that's going to be the name of my next album that turns out it wasn't a good real word kind of like fruitation and (laughs) Yeah, instead of fruition. And, but he said, fuck it, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going with it.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, that's the that's the title. What
1: do that's, you think of that? That's pretty good. I, uh, <laughs> I think maybe this one was not a concept album then. Unless the concept was that uh, Corey Taylor can't read. <laughs> that's
0: right. Corey, that was the first
1: title. Corey Taylor can't
0: read. Corey they went,
1: Taylor can't read.
0: They went with Hydrograde. But my God. I mean, look at the name of these these titles, these songs. So you know I'm a big fan of. Now, I, I need to come clean uh, because you busted my balls about how I couldn't figure out uh, the uh, th- Taipei person,
1: a la, a, la tea. a la
0: tea, yeah, yeah, yep. Taipei personality. So he's having a lot of fun, having a lot of fun with me and everybody else. Just call it Taipei personality. I, I don't need the, the enunciation, uh, you know, whatever. But
1: well, what he do you- does. He does in the song though. He sings Taipei person drinking a la tea. So he actually does kind of try to switch it up a little bit. But I have no idea what any of that's about. <laughs>
0: 75. 75 and running out of road. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so some of these, these song titles are, you know, at this point in, in the history of music, it's hard to have original song titles. <laughs> you start, there's tons of repeating, you know. And, but I don't think there's ever been a song called Knievel Has Landed. That's a solid, solid uh, original track. You've got yep. the misspelling of, of Fabulous, Fabulous, I
1: guess. Yes. Yeah.
0: But then you've got The Witness Trees
1: yes they, yeah yeah that's another did strange they ever say the song do they ever
0: say the witness trees in it they do not no yeah see i think the witness trees is what you call uh when the lord of the rings trees are brought to the stand those little walking things
1: when they're walking around beating everybody up yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And Then you've got this song is dumb and so am i uh oh and a quick question for you what do you wear to a metallica concert
1: uh I would wear Whiplash pants.
0: <laughs> That's track 12. Oh, and song number 3 is actually track number 5. What the fuck? Yeah.
1: And thank god it's over is like track 8.
0: Uh-huh. And you've got also what you would say after a long night of drinking and you wake up you go somebody stole my eyes. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on as far as I don't and, but that one actually has has it in the in the in the chorus. It does. He, okay. He, yeah, somebody stole my eyes, eyes is in there. Some of these actually do have in the chorus and you're kind of like almost some of the songs I listen to them like, OK, how is he going to get this title in the chorus? Because this is going to be some impressive lyrics and God bless Corey. He, he does it most of the time.
0: Here you go. Whiplash pants. Got it in there.
1: Is it in mm-hmm. there? Yeah. OK. I think it is. I, I that one's kind of eh, but
0: yeah. Right. Right. But yeah. OK. So that cool. Quick, quick album review there and, and song titles. You know, I know you've been to a lot of concerts lately, but uh, if I if I could, uh, could I share a quick, quick story for you? Please with you. So you know, back in the day, I went to this the fabulous metropolis of Laporte, Indiana, which is somewhere you go when you have no other choice where to live. It is not a a lovely place. It's the coldest, whatever. Whenever it's uh, uh, thirty below in, in Chicago, it's fifty below there. There's nothing to do there. Anyway, my brother uh, had his first job there, and I went to visit him, and went to the town square, and they had this. You know, he said, "Let's go to this pool hall with a, with a with a random cover band. you know, playing GNR and Van Halen, whatever." And it it, it, just tell me if you've ever had one of these things are opening bands for when you have an opening
1: band for a cover band.
0: Are they going to be good? Are they going to be good?
1: (laughs) You know, you would hope it would be a cover band for other stuff. You know, so if you're going for like a hard rock cover band, you would go and it'd be like a new wave cover band, right? Kind of well, switch it up a little bit, something for something for everybody, right? But but if if you're the local Laporte band, what's
0: if you're, you're the local Laporte doom <laughs> metal band? You know, uh, you've got to start somewhere, right? You know, there's like 15 people in there. This pool hall is like in the basement. This band comes on there, and again, this is just a you know. People just got off of work. This, these three guys come out, and they look more depressed and don't move. They move less than Chevelle, okay? So maybe this was was uh, the first version of Chevelle. And the guy just goes,
2: "Hi, everybody.
0: We're here to play some rock, and uh, we're gonna start out with the new. Uh, our first song is called Fuck This Life.' That's how they start off. The, 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 oh, beautiful. Seven thirty. Suns coming out, coming through the window. You know, people are are getting their, their Bud Light or not. And uh, do you want to hear the second song? This is a very fat, fast song. But You want to hear their second track? They I, would,
1: I would love to hear the second track.
0: And at this point, my brother air at the bar, and instead of doing like a coffee spit, we just spit out our beer the first time you sit there. You're starting to relax, go, fuck this life. And then the song is just nothing but like, dum,
1: dum, dum. So it sounds like a grandfather clock. <laughs> yes. That was
0: the subtitle of that song, Grandfather Clock. All right. So just to wrap this nice. up, this song. So, so you go there and then, you know, we're like, okay, wow. maybe they'll, maybe they'll uh, switch it up before, you know, uh, the Van Halen cover band comes on after them or whatever. Wow. And the next song is, all right,
2: then I'm going to talk
0: about how I think about
2: how I feel every day. When I wake up, this song's called,
0: dead inside (laughs) (laughs) so this guy is like the opposite of Paul Stanley raps (laughs) I got a song I want to play for y'all called oh yeah dead inside let's move on Um, let's go back to the punk rock we had to have a tangent see thank you Rob for fitting into the, the template of the show which is to go way the fuck somewhere else and then bring it back in so
1: it's not Cobras and Fire Without the tangent.
0: Okay. That's right. So bring it back in. What's the next band? We've done L7. That was my pick. You, thank you for letting me do that. We, we started off with some Menzingers. What you got?
1: So let's play some Bad Religion. What you got? Uh, you know, I'm going to play one. I, I think it might have been a single, but it's off of uh, the Descent of Man, which was a few years ooh, back. Ooh,
0: yeah, that was that was. Yeah, they're hit and miss with me, but man, when they hit, it is. I think um, obviously, I think their biggest selling album was Stranger Than Fiction. I'm gonna guess that seemed like I'm, the one that people knew the most. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure. Yeah, as far that that was when they hit pretty big mainstream with Infected and, and yep. uh, 21st Century Digital Boy. Seems like that's always getting played. But uh, yeah, they're, they're actually one of those bands. It's every other album kind of thing. It's like this album, and then if that one album's really really good, you're pretty sure that the next album's gonna be eh.
0: Yeah, so like we just said, Stranger Than Fiction, definitely their biggest, but for a new fan coming in, which albums would you recommend from that one forward?
1: Uh, the one right after that, The Gray Race, was excellent. That was on um, Streets of America, which you played a few shows ago. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And they had um, Going on a Walk and a couple other it, ones.
1: Drunk Sincerity. And yep. yeah, that The Gray Race might. I have that one. I, I think it's probably their best album, actually. Better than Stranger Than Fiction. Gotcha. Uh, And then other than that, again, they get kind of hit or miss. But Process of Belief and The Empire Strikes First were both really good. And most recently, The Descent of Man uh, was probably the best one. That was in 2010.
0: Okay. Do you want to play something off that one?
1: Yeah, let's play Only Rain, which I think might have been a single. But, you know, no one's playing Bad Religion on the radio. So... So what are we doing next? Uh, Next, I was going to talk about, uh, it's been a while uh, since chatted about some concerts. And I've been to a few over the last couple months, even though I live in the sticks in Indiana. All right. Name the first concert you saw in order. Well, it was uh, Baco's favorite band, actually.
0: (laughs) Uh, I I could go through a funny list, but go ahead. Which one? uh that would be bush oh big fan yes love their live yeah. performance at, at uh northern invasion yes i could
1: love them so uh this is the third or fourth i can't remember which time i've seen bush my wife is a super fan of the band um this show was a little bit different than usual the new album is a little bit uh, darker i think because it's after his divorce from gwen stefani um
0: Oh, it's too sad. Too sad, it a little Gavin.
1: Little sad. Oh, it
0: look was, at me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a sad machine head. Oh, it's the little things that make me upset. I'm a pretty sad man. Oh, I can't yeah, think of ever- any other song titles to, to do with his voice. But I'm very but, sad. Have you seen my divorce papers? Let me read them to you.
1: But you know everything's zen, So. Oh, boom. Brought it in. Brought it in. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Is this the, uh,
0: is it, are they currently on the Gwen Stefani Took All My Fucking Money Tour? Basically, that, yeah. I think that's why they tour so much. A lot of the bands might do be, do that after like a, d- a divorce. Or whatever. I think that's one of the reasons that Vince Neil tours and is now playing a water park near me. Uh, yeah. Come on. Oh, let's, let's talk. Let's,
1: what, no, let's tell band, me some, some,
0: uh, some some odd. There was an odd mix of. Of uh, people in the crowd yes
1: it was it was weird it was um the place smelled like a frat house uh the day after a, a raging kegger
0: oh so you're telling me it was a it was a bro down this is a bro it audience.
1: was kind of a bro down it was a weird vibe um but
0: young bros or 40 year old, bros yeah,
1: old bros. older bros 50 year old bros um but all yeah bro. the young all bro. old bros yeah the younger people were, were cool they were fine the the ones that were, were bad were the uh the the older ones, I mean, they were getting really fucked up. So, but and, hold
0: on for a second. So, but but it wasn't yeah. a predominantly woman because that's where I would think would, it would be.
1: You would, yeah. And every other time I've seen Bush, it's that way. But no, this was primarily dude,
0: just bro. Okay, it, go ahead. It
1: was weird. And so, okay, so the Bush always during the song "Little Things," they always come out, or Gavin always comes out and sings in the crowd. So he comes through and walks through the balcony, if, if it's in that kind of venue or, or whatever. And so he just comes walking out and walks straight up into the crowd on the floor and is singing to them or whatever. So he got to this one group that was like five feet off to my left. And these were like 50s guys. And uh, start singing little things. And I had never seen grown men squee the way these guys did. It was like they <laughs> were tweens. What do you mean it was like they were tweens at a Bieber show. It was... Like that? Oh, my God. After he, he like, went on his way, they were, like, high-fiving and bro-hugging. Like,
0: like, you mean, like, he just came by... You mean they were hugging themselves, the fact that Gavin came by them?
1: Yes. Yes. They were so excited. <laughs> and this one dude was, like, so excited that for the rest of the show, he just kept high-fiving everyone. You he too? was just high five during the show, just random people, just high-fiving, putting his arms around people and singing to them. Um, it was really uncomfortable. So I was standing there at one point, and the guy was, like, sidling around, high-fiving and stuff. And I felt him near me, and I kind of looked over to my, to my left, and he was standing there, and he had his hand just up at, like, face level, just looking at me, <laughs> just straight up. And I looked at him, I just did a just did a one of those just a little tap and uh but and he, then he I, turns around and he's got he has that big smile look right like <gasps> Like, right. He's like, got the exciting. we're having a we're having a blast and you're having a blast with me, brother, and I love you.
0: That's the best of it when you're in a concert. Like like you know, I'm oh. I do that? If my favorite song plays and I'm like, yeah the end the last chord hits, you're like, Yeah, motherfucker, yeah. I like die but if you do that constantly, how are you that excited all the time? Like every time you're hitting the climax, like, oh my god, fucking yes! They just stopped the song, they started it, they just did a guitar, fuck
2: yes, high five. You have five and
1: Did it was you just see what he
0: did. That guy just. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They were just going nuts. It was terrible. And,
0: and uh, but straight up like like polo shirts uh, and uh, collar turned up or or, or or more casual bros.
1: They are more casual bros. So this the the guy that was high fiving everybody would, like found this path and he was like darting around the place. <laughs> he was doing a tour then, of high fives. <laughs> He kind of was, and it was like, "Oh <laughs> fuck, he's coming near us again. This sucks."
0: I'm so excited! I'm going to spread my <laughs> excitement to everybody. Oh You were definitely selling selling uh, uh, Bush hard. They're, they're, I know. Definitely going to sell some more tickets after this. But let's move I'm forward. Sure, yeah. That was a good one. I like the anything that has to do with a bro down concert. Bro down. Yeah, I had a recent bro bro down at uh, Steel Panther concert. So I, under, I understand your pain. So let's get to some music. Back to the punk punk theme, and I'm gonna pick. This is a band, and maybe you know more about them. And please chime in. But the Descendants, uh, they have. Oh a, yeah. Okay. Well, I, they have a new album that you you sent me, and apparently they've been around for quite a while. But I don't know really the history there. Uh, do you have any information?
1: uh i do not really have any information i guess that yeah this album came out last year i like it a lot i would like to hear you say the album title i'm looking forward to that
0: actually. oh the spasmatic spasmamoid or something like that
1: i don't know what it is you, you say it. hypercafium spazinate i'm gonna go with yeah, i think I, I, the, I don't know i'll just say it's the latest
0: descendants album and the track i'm gonna feature is the first one on there it's less than two minutes long and it's called feel this super catchy what do you want to play
1: I want to hear off of uh, the new NoFX album, uh, which is called First Ditch Effort. Okay. uh, The song Sid and Nancy.
2: Is dead after taking an overdose of heroin last night Police say his death was an accident They know oh, huh? the drugs Hold on to I think Any kind of fun, just fun. Wait the fuck off. I'm so sorry Wait the fuck The confirmed heroin addict He was at least controllable after professional He didn't do it for Jodie Foster, he was a Pistols fan and a punk rocker. He wanted revenge on the First Lady, but instead he shot Ray and Jane Brady. Now everybody knows that Mrs. Megan did. She said never killed Nancy.
0: Yeah, good pick. I look forward to listening to that No effect song. I, I know they've been around forever, but the, the latest album is actually good. It's surprising that far into someone's career.
1: Yeah, it's really good. They have been around a long time. Uh, and they're related to a lot of the bands in that era. Me First and the Gimme Gimmes has a lot of the same members. And Pennywise and No Use for a Name. And they actually um, referenced No Use for a Name in the song I'm So Sorry Tony. The lead singer of No Use For Her Names, Tony, I can't remember his last name, but he and Fat Mike, who were the... Uh, <laughs> all right. Fat yeah, Mike. Fat Mike's lead singer of No Effects. Um, is, that, is he related to Ask Dan? It is kind of an Ask Dan thing, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, that song was really good. It's about uh, Tony dying, uh, who was one of Fat Mike's good buddies, and, <laughs> and they were all tied together. So it was that whole kind of love-love relationship between all these punk bands. But yeah, the album's really good. I was... Uh, pretty impressed actually with it so it's worth checking out cool
0: so what uh what you want to talk about next
1: uh next i s- had the opportunity to see the biters Ooh, one not, of the not uh,
0: punk but definitely very streamlined pure rock and roll exactly kind of uh, kind punkish of on that. i don't know i don't know what you say they're they how would you describe them garage rock
1: I guess uh kind of garage rock they're more more much more of cheap trick than anything
0: yeah they got cheap trick but but they're they're Electric Blood has at least three songs that reference Kiss directly. Just a great band. Right. That was my top album for 2015?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure if it was my, my number one, but it's it was definitely up there. It was a damn solid album. Enjoyable. So I was really looking forward to seeing them. Uh, they played at a place called State Street Pub in Indianapolis, which I had never been to before. It's about the size of my basement, basically. <laughs> it's just this... But When you see that,
0: okay, even working into that, just to talk about the state of rock these days, yeah. you know they're not going to make any money that day, no. right? Even even if it's packed, they're not going to make their. And their, they have like a twenty day East Coast tour, and they haven't announced the West Coast tour because I don't think there is going to be one for them, unfortunately. So I'm like, see that. but please continue.
1: And the bar had like movies going on the on the TV, and so we watched most of Jurassic Park and. <laughs> All of Purple Rain.
0: <laughs> you were there and, that long that you saw all of Purple Rain,
1: and all, uh, or and part of Return to Oz when the bands finally started.
0: It, I would, this is a fucking nightmare for me with my attention span. No it was a
1: weird played. mix. Now they were playing music during this. They weren't. Sh- it wasn't like it wasn't music well, well, from well, the, well, movie. Well, so the movie. The movie was some... just visuals, oh, which oh, was okay. weird because Purple Rain's a musical, but you know.
0: Okay, this sounds like just a complete clusterfuck. Okay, so let's get down to the Biters.
1: Yeah, no, they were great. Um, the thing with the show was really weird. It was every band only played like eight songs, uh, and Biters, I think, played ten. Um, so it was a really short set.
0: That makes no sense to me. That's it was like com- That's my complaint, because that, first off, that means they're playing like 40 minutes max.
1: Um Yeah. Yeah, it's 45 or 50. Um, but, I mean, the show wasn't... It started so late, it wasn't over until 1, even with that.
0: That's crazy.
1: So, it was crazy. But there was only, like, 50 people in the bar. One of the songs they played live, and seems to be a pretty big one that uh, I know Tuck, for a fact, wrote, because he talked about it, was Gypsy Rose, which is off the new album by the Biters, The Future Ain't What It Used To Be.
0: So, I'm going to throw another one in the mix, too, and that is a Tuck produced band in other words that the lead singer of the biters produced the latest album from wildlife called out on your block and this is 10 tracks of what i wish the biters second album would have been while the uh, while the Biter's latest album is good this is what the sound that i wanted so it's kind of odd that he produced I, I think wildlife is better than the latest
1: Biters uh yeah i agree I, yeah. do, I do agree yeah this is a really good album it all should be in my top 10 too
0: yeah so I'm gonna you can pick pretty much any track on this I played oh god I don't even remember what I played I think I played um, uh, Teenage Heart is I think what I played before but I'm gonna pick has a little bit of Billy Idol if you can uh, you'll pick it up pretty quick and that is Cuffed Rock, what you got next? Another concert story?
1: Well, I mean I would I would have to say though for a punk rock uh episode there's not as much punk rock as I would like. <laughs> no? Well, I think we I mean
0: wildlife and it's I, wildlife. tangents. Wildlife uh, it, it's is, cobras
1: and fire. Cobras and yeah, fire yeah. and tangents.
0: Oh, there's definitely some punk in wildlife though.
1: There's a little bit. There's a little bit. Yeah.
0: So go ahead. What you got? Uh
1: yeah, so uh this weekend actually, Saturday night. At the hi fi in Fountain Square, Indianapolis, uh, went to see Lucky Boys Confusion, which was actually kind of a bucket list band because I never thought I would get the opportunity to see them.
0: See, I'm not, I, I know of them and I know some of their stuff, but, but, uh, school me. What's, give me a breakdown of the concert, anything, uh, random that happened there, and let's
1: go. Oh, yeah, no, uh, so Lucky Boys Confusion is a Chicago band. They had a big hit in the late. 90s early 2000s i think uh which was uh, not your fred astaire and their newest one after a 13 or 14 year break because their guitarist died um is now storm chasers and it's pretty solid so
0: oh, i had no idea about that i had no idea the fact that it's been that long too uh
1: lucky boys confusion was awesome they it, this was not a tour this was just a show so they had two opening bands that were brought in by the club and like I said, these guys, Lucky Boys are from Chicago, so they just came down to play a show, um, It was just pretty cool. They talked about it, hadn't been in Indianapolis in a long time, and actually apologized for it, and they were really kind of blown away. Yes, they there should. Was, yeah, it, they're not that far away. And there was a lot of people at this show, and they were playing a lot of their older stuff. Like I said, I was throwing the game, which was like 2000, 2001, and people were singing every note. There was a really interesting point where uh, there was this kid in front of me, that I was looking, he had a... Uh, cut on like a like a motorcycle vest and on the back like Sons of, of anarchy it, or whatever yeah yeah Sons of anarchy so on the back of it, it said angel city outcast and it said uh something crew or i can not remember exactly what it said and i was just like looking at this guy just the back and i was like huh and then next to it, it said la and i was like okay i was like well that sounds like the band angel city outcast which is a los angeles band it was a punk kind of band, hard rock punk band uh, from the, I don't know, mid-2000s maybe. Um, so I just walked up to the guy and, and tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, where did, wh- how? why do you have that jacket? And he told the <laughs> <me a> story. <laughs> and he basically told me that once upon a time he toured with them on their 2006 album, which was self-titled uh, Angel City Outcast, and uh, toured with them for a few weeks in uh, Europe as their drummer.
0: I know who this guy is. He's actually going to be at the Rockin' Pods Expo. Is the the uh, one of those featured guests?
1: <laughs> he may be. Yeah, and he was done. that, tell-
0: and, that and the session drummer from the uh, the third tour tour album.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, and Accept Accept's going to be there. Except oh wait, but not but not but not Udo. Not the band, yeah. obviously. Just someone that likes Accept. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Featuring the guy that likes Accept signing autographs.
1: <laughs> exactly. Really like your the-
0: comeback album, Stalingrad.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the guy that rapped, you know, did, did the did the cellophane on the Tora Tora LPs, you know, he's going to be there. I've heard
0: he has a way to make them perfectly tight.
1: You know, he does. He's Shrink he, wrap master. He's a gentleman. That's, yeah, that's, you know, Jeff Franklin. There's going to be a whole Q&A with
0: him. About I'm
1: looking forward to getting his autograph. I've heard he is outstanding.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so, so, so do you think this is true? Do you think he's telling the truth or punking you or what?
1: I don't know how you would make this up.
0: If you're going to have a fake backstory, that's not the backstory you're going to pick. That's not the backstory
1: <laughs> to go with, no. Because he actually told me that, of, um, he said the whole time he's been wearing that, I was only the second person in Indianapolis that had ever asked him anything about it. You know, hopefully we can play a song by them. Is uh, they were really fucking good. They were this sort of proto after Guns N' Roses ish kind of thing. Kind of a punk, hard rock, that kind of vibe. And they did a cover of Detroit Rock City. L.A. Rock Uh, City, yep. L.A. Rock City, I think they called it, which was pretty kick-ass.
0: All right, Rob, so what you got? What do you want to play?
1: Well, off the Lucky Boys Confusion album, Storm Chasers, let's play Insomniac. And then off of Angel City Outcast, Dead Rose Junction, let's go with Made for This.
0: Well, I think you've got your fifty dollars worth of my time. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think I miss Baco.
0: <laughs> As do I I. our listeners
1: might miss Baco too.
0: Yes, yes, I, I, I understand. I understand. I'm the, I've only earned ten dollars of your fifty dollar donation, so hopefully, we will do an actual episode of Cobras and Fire. But hey, pretty decent. I think we got some great music out there, like we just mentioned. So let's just uh, let's close this out with a tagline and also mention. We want to see as many of our listeners at Rock and Pods Expo as humanly possible. And if you want to guest on the show, just go to our Facebook page, just Cobras and Fire Facebook page, and find the GoFundMe link to donate any amount you would like. You also get stickers. The stickers are fantastic, right, Rob? Mm-hmm. High quality. Yep. From a Minnesota that's printing tough. company that Baco has a connection with.
1: But you gotta get the T-shirt. That's the. Oh that's yes. The thing. Correct. So we'll Correct. be we'll be rocking the T-shirts at the uh, at the Nashville show, right?
0: Absolutely. Yes, they ship uh, early. This I think on the tenth. Yeah, just next week they ship. So, nice. in summary, why don't you mention the track you're going to feature, and we'll do our, our tagline, and we'll get out of here.
1: Yeah. So uh, just to kind of tie it all together, another new band uh, and a really cool new song is the band Shatterproof. Uh, their EP, I believe, comes out at the end of July. So I got a little time on that one, but the song is pretty kick ass. And fittingly enough, it is called "So Punk." Nice. So you want me
0: to do the tagline? Or you want to jump in?
1: let uh, it's just uh, I don't know how I want to do it. It's, <laughs> it, it's your uh, it's your show, I guess. Baka's not here, so I'll, I'll I'll try. I'll try. Let's do it. There you go. All right. Rock's not dead. It's hiding, and you found it. Well, well fucking, fucking
2: done. done.